Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 1 Episode 5, it's called Where No One Has Gone Before. So full spoilers for the episode as always. So this one is about uh, an engineer who comes on a bo- comes aboard the Enterprise called Kaczynski who has extreme... Not ideas, but ex- extreme, <laughs> extreme techniques, and 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 the and the realm of warp drives and the the engine of a starship. Yeah, to the point. Scotty would give him a good slap around the head. He would do, but to the point where Raker in advance is like, "Hey, the the, the thing, you know, the, the the numbers he's sending us in advance don't make any sense. Like, you know, me or the engineer can't make any, you know, heads or tails out of them." And he comes aboard with this this assistant who later is referred to as the Traveler. Because uh, his name is not pr- uh, pronounceable by humans or any living species, <laughs> for that matter. Presumably, yeah. Yeah, and they do a test on the warp drive, and it beams his, beams the ship out to about two, three million light years away, which is further than anyone's ever gone. It's, a, it's in a different it's a, galaxy. It's a stupidly far away. Stupidly far away. It'll take three hundred years to get home, uh, is what Jordy says. Um, and then when they try and go back, because at first you know Kaczynski's very cocky about this. He's like, oh yeah, I've just just reinvented space travel yeah bow down before me you plebs is basically his attitude and <laughs> but, but when he tries to send them back in the other direction back home something goes wrong and they go further outward uh which the instruments tell them is about a billion light years from home a lot of light years everything's like blue and bubbly outside and they're they're in some sort of weird weird space um Actually, one of the interesting little details that's mentioned in this is that in 300 years of space travel, only 12% of the galaxy has been, been charted. And I find that fascinating. That in all of, all of Star Trek at this point, we're still only at 12% of the galaxy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I find it plausible as well. Given how little of you know the ocean we've explored now here on our own planet after oh, sure, a yeah. lot of time you know going down there. Oh, absolutely. It, I, my only, I guess, my only critique of it then is that it feels like that twelve percent is very active. <laughs> yeah. To just you know, to, to us in present day, like you know, we've not even encountered life on our planet yet. I haven't done much traveling in space either, admittedly. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Stretch. We've not really. We've we've only just left like the solar system for the second time in a in an unmanned probe. Yeah, you say, yeah, you say we. No, no, a machine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but our, our instrumentation. Yes, I don't know. Surely though, that 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 the probe's designed to only go so fast. I wonder how like fast you could fire like a toaster into space, and like how far would it get? Just whack a tracker on it. <laughs> how long would it take? <laughs> like how how quick is Voyager two moving? Probably pretty quick. Is it is it as fast as we could go though? Could we send up something that's much faster? I mean, yes, but it would take fuel reserves. Not that much, because on space, once you get them propelled, it's they'll just keep going. It will. It will. Um, you just need one good but, blast at the start. <laughs> yeah, but if you catch anything. True. True. Yeah. Plot course. What's NASA for if not to map out a clear course for a toaster? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're expecting a serious answer to that. <laughs> We need to fire more toasters out of space. Why, why toasters? Why not I thought it was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> toaster. It's the random object. It's fine. Anyway, fine. 
yeah, actually, I saw that article about uh, Voyager 2, uh, and my first thought was, well, give it a few hundred years, it'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it crossed my mind. Voyager's coming back, baby. Uh, so, so yeah, so they're out there, and some weird stuff happens with the Traveller, and it's actually Wesley who kind of notices first that he's a bit different, and... That how that he seems to be more instrumental to what's happening than the actual Kaczynski dude, because uh, Kaczynski is very arrogant. From the second he steps on the ship, he demands to see the captain. He's very arrogant. He's very egotistical. He, he's, he's belittling everyone around him. It's a bit of a knob. He's a he's he's he's, he's, he's the full knob. Yeah, he's is. the full knob, and he he's he's very un, unpleasant, and he's very cocky when they do the first jump, and then after the second one. He has to like be humiliated that he was never doing a damn thing. It was the traveler all along, and we basically learn that the traveler is this being from our essentially on our plane of existence. I'll basically compare this to the. I always go back to the, you know, if you tell a two two dimensional person that about the third dimension, they're confused because they can't understand it, right? Yeah. If you tell us about a fourth dimension, we're like, uh, how do you imagine that in your head? You know, like, uh, what, what is a fourth know. dimension? That's a pretty good idea. Uh, of course you do. Uh, so, so, so the idea being that, that, that this this being is of a higher existence. Because one of my favorite things about this is when eventually, like, the, the you know, because Raker kind of like tells uh, Wesley to piss off at one point because Wesley's trying to tell him about about he phasing out of existence yeah because because he phases out of existence during one of the jumps and then he, he does it again and that's when he gets really sick and that's when the big the big jump happens yeah as if the, as if the two million light years wasn't big enough but that's that's a small one comparatively yeah and it, when he's talking to to the captain because the captain like insists that he'd be woken up even though dr crusher's like yeah this is not a good idea but he's like hey he's the only chance of getting home you know we're just stuck out here if he doesn't get us home and one of the things that I liked is even Raker gets a little bit arrogant here where he's like, well, how come in, you know, in all of our hundreds of years of of recorded science, like, have, have we never encountered anyone like you? Why have you never visited us before? And he just kind of, like, snickers to himself and goes, because, and don't take this the wrong way, but up until now, you've not been interested enough to visit. Yeah. You've only just reached a stage where you're actually kind of intriguing. No, it's, funny. it's it's the same answer that a lot of people give now is that well why haven't aliens visited right it's like what, what, why bother right <laughs> because they haven't found us the universe is a big place <laughs> yeah. and even if they did are they that interested yeah I, i'd say they've not found us yet is probably the most lately answer but i'll accept the other one is, is answer number two in the chain yeah uh but yeah it's it's, it's interesting it's like the idea that the travel that's happening is less about velocity because he, he kind of like also kind of laughs at that and says that no no space time and thought are all kind of linked together and it's not it doesn't work and because to you it's magic what I'm describing that sheer thought got us out here but that's yes, that's but Wesley happened. managed to you know pick it up on that pretty quickly <laughs> he looked at those screens and was like oh power of thought I get it mm-hmm mm-hmm uh well, that's the thing here is he tells Picard, A, of course he's going to get them home because he doesn't mean them any harm, but uh, but B, that Wesley's special, that he's, he's one of maybe a few who are like chosen children. Uh, and he, he he describes Mozart and how Mozart was with the, like that with music. You know, from age of four, he was writing symphonies and, you know, yeah. you know dwarfing anyone else that tried to write music. And that Wesley's like that, but with, with uh, propulsion and velocity and starship <laughs> engines. <laughs> and, yeah. 
and I'm like, okay, we're really selling Wesley to us here, big. We're really, you know, telling us that he's the chosen one right now, and he's he's amazing. I mean, uh, I I guess it's go big or go home, right? It's funny though, because halfway through this episode, I was actually getting annoyed though, because that that scene where Wesley does kind of look at the computer and he's like, sort of saying, maybe it'll work like this, and he starts tinkering with it, and the travel's looking over at him, this smart going, "Hey, you're good, kid," and I was like man they're really selling wesley hard and then by the end of the episode he's like no no seriously he's like special and encourage that picard because he's going to do big things for for you and the enterprise and starfleet and humanity he's going to yeah. take you steps forward it's such a, a hard turn for, for picard as well because earlier like obviously we've had the last few episodes where he's, he's not been very receptive to wesley yeah. right but even in this episode well wesley's like oh i noticed this stuff here with the phaser and he's like well why didn't you say anything and, and Rock is like, well, I mean, he kind of did, and I ignored him. <laughs> and Picard's like, well, he should have tried harder. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And he he kind of... So by the end of the episode, so he gets him back, and Picard even tells the, the, the crew to, like, no, everyone, give your thoughts to to the Traveller. Either focus on what you're doing or focus on him and his well-being, because the power of thought will aid him. And he phases out of existence as he gets them back to back to you know with a starting point essentially and picard brings wesley up onto the bridge and he's like you know you can stay up here and have a seat and then raker like you know almost jokingly he's like oh sorry captain but your rules state that only you know crew members can can sit on the bridge and Picard swings that. Well, you're quite right. Yes, I'd have to. What about an instinct? Can an instinct sit on the bridge? He's like, yes, that would do it. He's like, okay, right, Wesley, you you've got a rank. You're instinct there. You're instinct crusher. Yeah, just what we needed. Give this cocky little shit rank. I know. Um, so he 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 is sitting on the bridge. He's all smiley faced and happy, and Picard is encouraging and encouraging him to study and you know yeah. and so on. And then Riker sits down. And Riker sits down. Although I don't feel like this was the the sitting down no, motion. No, I was because it was like it, it looked a bit stiff, maybe. But. Joe, I think it is. I don't think it's going to be the seat in the bridge. My, my, the impression I get from what I've heard about Riker sitting down is it's when it's like a stool that he comes in from behind. Right. Okay. I think the seat in the bridge because it's just like sitting back into place. I don't think that's the, that's the Riker sitting down legacy that we've heard about. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed. Is all I'm saying. I feel like it's going to be when he's at like a like a like a, a dining table or or you know not not like a classy day, like a, like a mess hall dining like table a bench. yeah or something like that um, right okay we're going to keep an eye out though oh yeah we'll be watching very closely anytime he's around any sort of chair instruments <laughs> chair instruments <laughs> well I want to include benches and stools in that too sure sure. Uh, seating paraphernalia. Yeah, I can't even say it properly. Seating appliances. <laughs> uh, seating apparatus. Whatever. Yeah, I was trying to say per- paraphernalia there a second ago, and I didn't quite get it. Even that one was a bit of a struggle. It, it was a yeah. bit, bit of a flub in the middle. Yeah, but hey, it was close enough. You got what I was saying. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was the end of the episode. So Wesley to choose. Joe is funny. Is I I think this actually might be the best episode so far. As much as the Wesley stuff's a bit shoved down your throat and a little bit eye rolling, 
some of the ideas yeah. from the traveler are probably some of the more interesting elements they've introduced yeah i agree i really like all the traveler stuff and the you know the you know when they're out there and i think it's data's just like hey maybe we should just study while we're here yeah and actually do you know what i like about that is picard's like uh spoken like a true star for like you know got a graduate and he's like it is tempting isn't it number one and he's like i saw it's yeah. like yeah but i mean if we can do this again and they can send a proper science vessel we're no use if we don't get home so what's the yeah. point yeah uh but he's tempted he's tempted because yeah, we, we actually glossed over when they get out this far to the, the 10 million or 10 billion or billion light years you know the, the third one uh for one far one um they all start having weird visions because like, this whole idea of like space and time and thought being connected is that their thoughts start creating things on the ship and it's actually kind of funny how much of a little subplot this is because this feels like it could be an entire episode of them trying to fight their own dreams and and fears and demons and it's, shit. Um, it feels like the uh, the the theme park one of uh, original series. Theme park? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I, 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 was just, I was trying to actually picture a theme park and I was like, <laughs> no, I don't remember a theme park. It was oh you know the the away the shore shore leave one yeah 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 uh, yeah kind of yeah because. Uh, uh, <laughs> we get a Klingon uh, something or other. Worf's pet <laughs> shows up. Yes. Kind of like a cat. Is no, what no, I was... is how they, the way they talk about oh, it. Oh, sure. It didn't look like a cat, though. It looked no, like it a boar. Like... Yeah. <laughs> um, then an actual cat showed up for Tasha. And then she had a weird vision where she was back on her, her home, uh, not planet, I think she grew up in a colony, but. It got really dark because she just casually mentioned she was running from a rape gang. That was the the sentence she used. Yeah. And I thought, man, that was a really dark thing to just stop at, uh, drop in the middle of a Star Trek episode. Uh, just this, just and it's never mentioned again in the episode. It just gets lost. I wonder if that's something we'll go into as our past and our, our rough. We're, we're, we're mature now. Our rough Star, neighborhood. Star Trek grew up. <laughs> I, I don't know if casually mentioning a rape gang is in any way mature, but <laughs> sure. I, I, I think it thinks it's mature. Um, so you have that, and then Picard has this vision of uh, of uh, was it his mother or his grandmother? I think it was his grandmother. Grandmother, yeah, Yvette Picard, who you know is having having some tea and wants to have some tea with him, uh, and then Raker ends up inter- interrupting the, the yeah. interrupting the conversation, uh, and then there's a bit later on where another a random crew members uh, like f- thinking of fire, so there's, fire, so there's yeah. fire, and Picard has to kind of calm him down. It. It's funny because I feel like it's just it feels very tacked on in the episode because they don't really do that much with it. It feels like it's there for the sake of having some threat. Yeah, because there's not much threat other than just them being stranded. I f- I feel like because the way I link it into the whole thought thing and how that this far out they're, they're starting to like become like this is a place they're not supposed to be yet and the, the thoughts are becoming reality. I feel like to get that idea across for the purpose of tying it into what we hear from the the, the traveler. I think one good example, there's not actually a threat, just one sort of like, you know, Picard zoning out and like being somewhere else or something. Yeah. It's extended and just and rounded enough that it doesn't feel like it's just a thrown in thing. Um, but that that was there. And then, of course, uh, the traveler kind of tries to explain it the best he can. Uh, and how he's, he's kind of from a different time. That's not accurate, but it's the best that we could understand it is that he's from a different time. Yeah. Uh, so now it, it, it's it's actually kind of a godlike figure episode, but it's a far more interesting one because it's more about 
it's just an advanced race and to us they appear almost godlike yeah and but the thing is it doesn't play like a godlike figure episode of no, the yeah. oh no i'm gonna do all these things and you're gonna be wowed and you're gonna be you know, servitude if anything he's far more like jesus in the sense that he's just here to experience every how everyone he's, is he's, and he's a bit of a tourist yeah he's a bit of a tourist yeah he's like oh hey how Wesley Kirsch, that's a cool historical figure. Let's go check him out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he specifically knew Wesley. I think it was more just that he discovered Wesley while he was here. Yeah, uh, quite possibly. Uh, uh, but like that that's why cause I think the idea is, is that so so you had Mozart, right? And that but maybe and maybe over the those the last like five hundred years from our point of view, there's been like one of these types of people every couple of centuries, right? Or whatever. Yeah. And but now it's starting to accelerate and now because he said it was like there's maybe like six or seven right now yeah. in the human race so i wonder if that's why it's more interesting it's like, oh now there's like six at a time in a generation yeah yeah it's more interesting so <laughs> you said that as if to you it's more interesting as a concept yeah sure yeah, it's more interesting. <laughs> uh we're evolving it actually made me think of the x-men a little bit the idea that every every few millennia evolution loops forward <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we're all going to be mutants in the future it's fine i'm cool with that yeah, it's okay. There's only a good power, about a shit one. What do you de- define as... Who, who's got a shit power? Oh, Rogue's got a shit power. That's just a burden. Yeah, okay, that's pretty shit. I'll give you that one. I mean, I'll take telepathy, I'll take invulnerability, I'll take flight, I'll take many a thing. But I don't want something that I can't control, that it's going to be a pain. You know? Yeah, I get it. Um... Yeah, something that's involuntary. You know, I don't want that. I mean, it may be involuntary at first, but as long as it's something I can get a handle on and control, I'm okay with it. Like you've got the willpower to control it. How dare you? How dare you? So, no, that was Star Trek Episode 5. Yeah, I thought thought it was... Probably had the most interesting ideas of the show so far. Uh, The Wesley stuff... Because I, I like them drag being, it down. Yeah, I like them being stranded. I even liked uh, uh, Kaczynski as, as, as an asshole. Like, I liked him, yeah. you know, throwing a wrench into everyone else's day and then reacting to him and having to put up with them. That that was interesting dynamics for the most part. Uh, the Wesley stuff... It's eh. just not that good, is it? I mean, I don't mind the idea that he's presenting about these you know types of figures. It's just the idea that Wesley's one of them. And it's the way that now that everyone's going to treat him like, oh, you know, Picard's like, hey, this kid's special. Yes. I don't, I, don't, I, I preferred it when Picard treated him like a little shit. If it makes you feel any better, I'm going to double check this by clicking on Mel Wheaton here on IMDb. But if it makes you feel any better, I'm pretty sure he's not there for the whole show. Is he not? I, I, I am fairly certain. Obviously, Star Trek's a little while ago. Hunt. Let me scroll down. It's one of those things where, you know, I just associate him with the show uh, to a yeah. reasonable extent. Yes. He's got to he's got to go pissed off to the academy at some point, right? Yeah, he is in eighty five total episodes out of. I mean, that's like six. That's like four seasons worth. Yeah, less than four seasons worth. It's between three and four. Uh, so the second half of the show is probably going to be spiffy. Much better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's so he's pissing off to the academy. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fine. I can deal with that. Just got to get through three bloody seasons at the prick <laughs> yeah it, it looks like after like he's, he's in a lot of episodes through 1990 and then he's only in one episode per year after that so he does show up for a guest appearance uh, fine <laughs> yeah if we must 
I'm, a, I'm just talking. So 87 to 88 season 1, 88 to 89 is season 2, 89 to 90 is season 3. So yeah, it has to be more than three seasons though. That's about, well, three seasons is about what, 75-ish episodes? Well, no, season 2 is a little bit shorter, season 2 is 22 episodes. Okay, so... So it's 52 plus 22. Alright, 74. Okay, that's not. So, uh, so, so, so as, it... I, 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 you know, as a ballpark, seventy-five was not bad. Sounds like he's in some of the early stuff in season four, and then pisses off. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Although I'm seeing a few credit onlys here, which does does please me. Ooh, ooh, I like that. <laughs> Let's get more of those. One of which was actually the last episode, funnily enough. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not the worst, but he's just, you know, that's definitely... It's just irritating, isn't it? Yeah. I, I know Tasha's not around for long either, so... It, it makes sense, because I just think those are the two weakest characters, actually. Yeah. Uh, like, Tasha doesn't... Because I, I barely know who she is. Mm. Right? You know, most of the crew I'm I'm familiar with, at least in passing, even having never watched it, right? Yeah. In You know, including Wesley Crusher. But... So I, I assumed he was there for most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so, uh, but you know, Tasha I was like, okay, she's probably gone within a season or two tops. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, so that is uh, where no man, sorry, where no one has gone before, and we will be back with episode six next time. Uh, what is episode six? Oh yes, right. We're going to start a new thing, weren't we? I said that. I said that last time. It was, yeah. Yes. Uh, next one's called Lon- "Lonely Among Us," and here's the description: IMDb. Well, distracted by two uh, antithetical races applying for Federation membership, the Enterprise picks up a sentient entity that can alternately possess either man or machinery. I really like the first half of that description. Yeah, those seem like two different episodes. <laughs> The first half of okay, no, there's these two opposing cultures. Yes, both wanting in. Oh, man. I like that. Oh, the image is interesting. What 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 what's the IMDb rating? Uh, is it higher or lower than this? Let me check what the last one was. Yeah, we need we need context. We're we're building a building a base work here. Uh, we're going down. Th- okay. th- this one, for the record, was the highest rating we've had so far. Yeah, I agree with that though. Yeah, yeah. This was this was a seven point six on the the average here. So that seems reasonable. Yeah. Next one's back to kind of the, the sort of average of the season so far. Um, okay. So, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but hey, oh dear. Yeah. Oh God. The one after that's not looking so hot. But uh, uh, I mean, we, we don't always <laughs> agree with these ratings. We don't. We don't. No, there's been there's been examples in the past where we've went in the opposite direction. But it's it's yeah. a it's a gauge of expectation that's not bad. I feel. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah so we're about episode 6 next time let us know what you thought of episode 5 in the comments below like and subscribe all that stuff uh, get us on patreon.com slash TV if you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here you get these Star Trek reviews a week early at the $1 tier uh, among some other stuff so go have a look see but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening and we always appreciate it keep watching Star Trek and sci-fi and space TV shows and to everyone but Connor live long and prosper